What a wonderful story of resurrection we have in our gospel today. The disciples are gathered in the room. In many ways, they must have been just struck with grief after Jesus' crucifixion. And also scared, terrified even, of the Jewish authorities. They were now in a rather dangerous position. Their leader, their Lord, had been executed. So where did that leave them? So Jesus appears among them and gives them his peace. What a beautiful thing for Jesus to give us his peace. And he gives them his Holy Spirit. And they believe in him. They believe now in the resurrected Christ, the risen Christ. Now Thomas, of course, was not there when Jesus appeared. So Thomas had his doubts. Now we like to think of Thomas as doubting Thomas as the classic skeptic. It may have been hard for him to believe that someone could rise from the dead. That may have been part of it, just on philosophical grounds. But we also have to think that Thomas, of course, was one of the, the main disciples following Jesus around. He had given up his whole life to follow Jesus. So when Jesus is brutally executed, what might that have done to Thomas's faith? We can imagine that that could crush your faith. Your Lord, what you believe in, what you've given your life to has just been killed. That's not how you expected the story to go. So when Thomas has a hard time believing this, it might be more than just a philosophical difficulty with being raised from the dead. It may be that his very faith has been tested or even crushed by this tragic event that occurred. So he wants to touch Jesus' wounds. He wants to know this is not just an apparition or a ghost. This is the Jesus who was crucified. So Jesus comes and appears among them again. And Thomas does touch his wounds. And then Thomas believes. And Jesus says, blessed are those who believe. Now in our own Christian walk in our journey, belief is certainly an important part of what we do and what we are. And I would say that some Christian communities make a very big deal out of belief. If you believe certain propositions about Jesus, it's the difference between eternal life or condemnation. It's important for us to think about what does that really mean, though, to believe in Jesus? I would say it's not simply I believe in other things. I believe the Earth is round. I believe there's eight planets now in the solar system. It goes deeper than that. If I wake up tomorrow and there's actually 20 planets in the solar system, that's not going to change the way I live on a daily basis. Even if I wake up and the Earth is flat, that would be a little odd. But it's probably not going to change the way I live day to day. But believing that Jesus is the Christ and that the risen Christ is with us, Jesus tells us that is new life. That is life in God. So what are the things that make it difficult for us to believe? On our own path, doubts are a normal part of the path. While believing is what we do as Christians, doubt is also a normal experience. And sometimes it may be that philosophical skepticism that's hard to overcome. But I think more often for believers, it's the difficulty of living in a world with suffering and evil in it. This is the biggest stumbling block for most people of faith. How can a loving, all-powerful God let so many terrible things happen in this world? When I lived in Boston, when I was in divinity school, I got the chance to go to this community circle that met every Monday night. 
Now this was started as a support group for people who were just coming out of prison. But it got to the point where a whole lot of different people started coming to it, all walks of life. Everyone was welcome. And we would have dinner together, and then we would sit down in a circle. And after kind of settling in, we would pass around a talking stick. So whoever had the stick had the floor, and it was just an opportunity to speak from that person's heart very openly, and everyone else was to listen attentively. So one night I was there, I met this man named Paul. So when Paul had the stick, I was listening to his story, and he started to pour out his story. So Paul was a black man in his late 50s, who when he was a young man had gone to the Vietnam War, and then almost as soon as he got back, he was put in prison for almost 30 years. So he had spent most of his adult life in prison, and he had just gotten out a few months before I was meeting him here. So Paul began to share some of these difficult experiences. And he talked about being in prison and being put in solitary confinement, the darkest darkness. And as I was sitting there and listening to Paul share this, I think my mouth dropped wide open. Because Paul had seen suffering on a level that I can't really imagine. Spend your whole adult life either in war or in prison. But something happened as I was listening to Paul's story. I felt like I was seeing Paul. Have you ever had that experience? Like you really see somebody suddenly? As a beautiful moment. And in that, not only was I seeing Paul and he was revealed to me, I felt that God was revealed to me in a way. The image of God in Paul. Not just the beautiful parts of this person, but the wounds. By seeing Paul in his whole self, in his woundedness, I was experiencing the risen Christ. I was even touching the wounds of the risen Christ. And that did something to my faith and to my belief. Just to see somebody who could come back from such a devastating, horrible experience through most of his adulthood. And to be there witnessing and really showing all of us grace in the way that he shared his story. When we touch the wounds of the risen Christ, it changes us. For the disciples gathered in that room, the risen Christ changed everything for them. The end of the story was no longer death and tragedy. The end of the story was resurrection. Life overcomes death. But it's important to realize Jesus still has the wounds. The tragedy of Good Friday has not suddenly been erased. As Christians, we can't really go straight from Palm Sunday to Easter. We're missing a major part of the story there. So Jesus still has the wounds. And in this wounded world in which we live, sometimes we might even say it's a crucified world in which we live, it can be hard at times to keep our faith. But it is in those wounded places that we may especially find Jesus there present. When we can have those moments to really be with each other, to see each other, the beautiful parts of each other's lives and also the wounds, in those moments I believe that we can touch the wounds of the risen Christ. And indeed the end of the story is not death. For we believe that life overcomes death. That Jesus is risen. The risen Christ is here among us. And our wounds in fact are his wounds. That Jesus is gathering us up into himself and bringing us into the grace of God. And that this is how the story ends. Blessed are those who believe. Amen.
This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.